You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. We're back on Real Presence Live here in Aberdeen, South Dakota. I am Dominic King. And I'm Teresa Curley. And uh, we are here with Morgan Stadler. Good morning. Good How are morning. you doing? I'm all right. I'm nervous, but excited. Oh, you'll be just fine. <laughs> so uh, could you tell us a bit about yourself before we kind of get into the, uh, the heart of the interview? Yeah. So um, I work at Northern State University. I'm the assistant director of financial aid, and I've been um, living here in Aberdeen for uh, the last eight eight and a half years. Okay. So a um, member of St. Mary's Parish, and I'm involved at both parishes here in Aberdeen. So, Where are you originally from? Are you not from, originally from South Dakota, or are you... Born and raised South Dakota. Oh, you were? Okay. Um, I grew up on a farm south of Kimball. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. gotcha. Love that. Okay. So great. Okay. Eight and a half years is a long time. So you must love Aberdeen. I do. It's God brought me here. It's a, quite a funny story, um, but I love every minute of it. So it's a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. So good. But uh, Morgan, so you are involved in some discipleship groups. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how you first got involved? Um, the persistence of Thomas Escrow. <laughs> that is how I got involved. Um, so he had asked me a couple times um, if I was interested in, in leading some of our youth here in Aberdeen. Um, the first time he asked, it was actually in the middle of an academic year. And so I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, you know, it's, I mean, I don't even, I'm not technically a, saint, a sacred heart parishioner, you yeah. know, like, are you sure? And he's like, oh, absolutely. And I was like, uh, maybe later. And then he kept asking. And then he asked before the year began. And so I was like, you know, I remember the words of my Newman Club director from college. Um, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, let's, let's give it a shot. And um, this will be starting year five for me. Wow. Wow. So exactly, you know, what is a discipleship group? What what age group are you working with? Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, so we started with the girls when they were seventh graders. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's back to the, the Bible, right? Go on and make disciples of one another. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a group where we can join in fellowship and just share the love of Christ and hopefully give them the tools and um ignite that fire in them that they can then spread it out and be Christ to the, to the world. So, um, and it's, it's a shared vulnerability. Um, we're open with them and, you know, we've progressed with them each year. So, um, our first year we had seventh graders, our second year we had returning eighth graders, but also some seventh graders in there. Mm -hmm. And so they followed us all the way through. And, um, this last year we had two of our girls get confirmed and it was really beautiful. And, I may have cried during their, <laughs> during, just because it was so beautiful to see, you know, those years that you've spent with those girls mm-hmm. and seeing them grow in their faith to come to this moment in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so well. what's intriguing to me about this is a lot of the way religious ed programs are set up is you, you just teach a grade. And so every year you have a different set of students. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool that you get to walk with these girls for so long. Um, that that's really unique. Yeah, um, it's definitely different than how I did it, like you had mentioned. Um, and what I really like about it too is because um, that first year, you know, we were still learning each other. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We've been speaking with Morgan Stadler, who's been talking about the discipleship groups she's involved in here in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And Morgan, just to jump right back into it, um, we were talking about the difference between a typical religious ed program where it's grade by grade and then um, the discipleship model where you have the same students for several years in a row. Um, Could you just speak to kind of the uniqueness of walking with each other? One thing I really enjoyed about this model um, is that so you have the freedom to cover your own content um and so the when you start out you kind of get to know the girls and you get to um gauge where they're at because you know when you're following a standard material packet you know they might not be at that level or some of them might you know be beyond that level and so we um got to know them really well that first year and we made it fun you know we did some activities um we did some movie nights where we watched religious movies and related it to do you notice this from our faith or this from the bible and how does this relate to us and so as we've grown um they've also gotten to the point where they're comfortable asking us questions too and and leading where where we go with the with the group Hmm. so so you said you started. What grade did you, again? Did you start yeah, seventh grade? Is that when they when you first started with them? Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. So how you know what have you kind of seen in these in these girls? Have you you know what are what's kind of the uh, can you see the impact that you're having on them and maybe speak to that a bit? For me, one of the most beautiful things that I've seen with the group, um, especially because I don't feel like I was at that when I was their age, is. Uh, they can really, I, they're seeing how God speaks to them and how they can hear him working in their lives. Um, one year we, we had this moment, um, you know, we didn't have a, a, the, a plan for the group that night, <laughs> but you know, you give the Holy Spirit an inch and they give you miles upon miles of, of fruit. <laughs> so we just kind of, we went into the church and we did a little prayer, um, we did the divine chaplet. So they kind of learned about how that works and 
we took them up and just sat at the foot of the cross and just like looked up from that angle. I don't know if you've ever done that. It's beautiful. And it kind of hits you in a different way. So we kind of just talked about that and we went back to our pews and we had an open discussion and, um, I asked them to share, you know, maybe something about themselves or, um, a struggle, you know, or something that they're thankful for other than friends and family. Cause that's the kind of the standard answer you get. <laughs> And I remember that uh, my co-leader was sharing a story, and it triggered something in me. And so when she was done sharing her story, um, I opened up about um, a comment that had been made recently to me, and it opened up an old wound. It was like they, you know, stuck the knife in and twisted, you know. And I was telling the girls about how, like, I took that to prayer, and I was just very sorrowful and, like, hurt. And um, a lot of times I hear Christ speaking to me through song lyrics. And so... um, Fight on Fighter is a song by For King and Country, if you've heard of it. And I heard those words, and it just really comforted me, you know. And the girl actually sitting next to me, it was very beautiful. She um, started to open up mm-hmm. and was like, as you're sharing this, um, the Fight on Fighter, you know, and she's like, it triggers, you know, it's relating to something in my life. And then she just broke down, and it was mm-hmm. really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she leaned in and hugged me, and I mean, the Holy Spirit took over, and we I was just praying with her, mm-hmm. and it was just a beautiful moment, and I went and found them later, because as we slowly dismissed, you know, I just said, take some time for quiet prayer, and they stayed a long time, and it was beautiful just seeing them in that reverent prayer. Um, Follow them to the bathroom, and I was like, you know what's beautiful about this? You might not know why this is happening to you. I didn't know why it was happening to me, but I now know because here it's affecting you. Um, I was like, granted, you, you might not see the results that quickly, um, and you might never know in this lifetime, but there's a reason for it. And what's beautiful about this is you're learning how God is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, her best friend was there. I was like, I'm sure you hear God speaking through what she says at times too, and she's like, all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just shared with them, it was just so beautiful for me to see that, that they... Um, they're learning how God speaks to them. I don't think I had that and to develop that personal relationship with the Lord like that at that age. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's to me is the, the uh, key thing in the faith life is to finally hear that voice, you know, and, and I've always likened it to um, uh, once that happens, you can't really let that go, no matter how difficult things might get or things that might get in the way. Once that's happened, Mm-hmm. There, there's like I've got to get back. To, you've got to get back to that. So that really is important, and that's amazing that you're able to do that too, you know, because um, that really is the beginning of the process, you know. Um, so could you maybe you know speak on you know what what do you do at a meeting? What do you you know? What are some of the activities that you do, um, you know, mm-hmm. at night to night? So no, two nights are the same. Um, we do game nights here and there. Um, we've done you know content where we cover the saints or. Um, we read in the Bible. They definitely, um, they really find enjoyment about reading scripture. And so we find ways to incorporate that in a fun manner. Um, and it, it's just beautiful for them to, they get really excited about going into that. And we've done some nights of fellowship where maybe we just went and had coffee and had an open flow conversation. That was another um, beautiful night that we had where we didn't really have a game plan and we just decided to go to Caribou. And we had an open discussion about life and relationships and they were just opening up and asking questions and, um, you know, uh, how do, you know, I don't want to talk to God about, you know, this trivial, trivial relationship stuff. Well, he doesn't care. <laughs> Absolutely. He cares. <laughs> you know, you're discerning what you're going to do with your life. And so we've had like those open conversations and it's just really awesome to see them have that trust in us. Mm. Um, 
and willingness to share with us mm-hmm. um, because you know one thing that we stress with them is that long after they've you know graduated high school that we still want to be here and walk with them in their lives if they have questions or concerns that we're a resource and we we just care about their faith and their journey and we just want to share that pathway with them mm-hmm. yeah so beautiful and i love how it's not just a one-dimensional sort of discipleship thing like it is relationship mm-hmm. and i'm sure well i mean maybe you should speak to this after we mm-hmm. come back from break but like how walking with these girls has deepened your own faith life um so if you'll stay with us over the break uh, we'll be right back i'm Teresa curley i'm dominic king and we're broadcasting from saint mary's parish in aberdeen south dakota stay tuned there's more after this break live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We are back here from Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, in St. Mary's Parish Hall. They kindly let us use this today. Uh, My name is Dominic King. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we are here with Morgan Stadler. If you uh, heard us before the break, we're talking about a discipleship group here in, in Aberdeen with some young women of the of the community. Um, and the, the last point we were kind of talking about was, you know, 
can you maybe speak on, um, you know, some of the impact it's had on you, uh, on your own faith life? You know, what is this, you know, maybe speak on that. What, what has this done for you and for, for your own faith? Absolutely. So, um, talk about huge growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I, like I said, when Thomas first asked me, I was like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, are you sure about that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about it. I, I can't speak about God like that with, mm-hmm. with youth group and, you know, form them like that. Um, so it's just kind of realizing what I can do and what I, what I actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not always easy. Um, especially when, um, you're like, well, where should, where should we take it this year? Or what should we, we cover this year? And, um, just kind of, you know, just giving that up and giving it to the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, there's some nights or some, you know, that you meet with them and after, after the group, you know, they were maybe kind of somber, maybe not as talkative. And you're just like, oh, you know, am I, am I, is it worth it? Am I doing any actual good with this? Um, and then you have those nights kind of that I've alluded to a few here and there where you just you just see the Holy Spirit at work and igniting that fire in them. And you've seen that the desire is there. It's just helping them to um, pinpoint it and to help them guide them. And um, it's strengthened my own faith um, and just, you know, helping me to learn, too, um, there's some content that we've discussed that maybe I didn't know that well. And so taking that time to, to learn it and to grow in my own faith and, um, just to, to realize my full potential. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, um, what I think is beautiful about it too, with the girls and, um, because I'm, I'm not perfect, (laughs) nowhere near perfect. And I have my struggles and I know they've seen those struggles. Um, and I think that's important you know, because we always talk about our faith life is a roller coaster. And if they're only seeing the highs of that roller coaster, they're not really getting the full aspect. And um, if they don't see people handling Christ and in, in involving Christ and in keeping to that through the lows, um, how do you expect them to, to go out into the world when they have those hard times and to, to keep steady the path and just to rely on the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we talk a lot about just laying it at the foot of the cross and, and that he knows, he gets it. And so um, just kind of, it's given me a newfound confidence mm-hmm. and that, um, that I am enough. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, that's always a struggle. I mean, yeah, Lord, I'm sure. not worthy, you know. I, <laughs> like, why, why me? Why do you want me? For sure. I, I, you know, you compare yourself to others. Like, I don't know a fraction of what so-and-so knows or, you know. Um, so just kind of realizing that, that self-confidence and, um, being able to be vulnerable. And, um, I mean, I've, I've had many vulnerable moments with the girls and, um, they've kind of seen me at my lows. They've seen me at my highs, um, and sharing my life with them. You know, um, I asked them to pray for, you know, my sister when she had difficult pregnancies and we didn't know where it was going to go. And so just sharing with them that these are things that we can come together on and, and pray together with and, you know, things to that nature. 
And I think that's a beautiful witness because kind of what you're saying, like our faith life is a roller coaster and so you need to see the highs and lows. And at least for me personally, like growing up, uh, just getting to meet like my religious ed teachers and the priests and things, you know, you, there's a tendency to put them on a pedestal, at least for myself. And so then in my own life, when I see that I'm not on that pedestal and I've fallen, um, it can be really discouraging. But if you have an authentic witness, someone in your life who is being vulnerable with you and is authentically striving for a virtuous life, um, I don't know. That's just the encouragement that we all need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Morgan, could you kind of speak a little bit to some of the fruits that you've seen um, since you've started? Good question. <laughs> so, um, obviously, one of the biggest fruits I've already alluded to um, of just them seeing God in their lives and workings in their lives. Um, you know, and we've, we've talked about, we've gone over parts of the mass, you know, so that maybe, um, it wouldn't be in a normal curriculum, but now they have like a better understanding of the true meaning of mass, what is happening in the mass. And, um, some of it we cover over and over and over again and watching it finally click and like, oh, I know what she's talking about this time, Um, especially when we have them for multiple years in a row. Um, So we come through Advent and we're like, okay, guys, do you remember what this is about? And what are the colors and what do they represent? And then we get to to Lent and same thing. What are the colors? What do they represent? Um, What is is this time meant to be? And so you get that enough that they start to to get that message and they they start to click with that. Um, And... We've taken them to adoration uh, back when we had perpetual adoration. Um, and for some of them, that was a first for them. Mm. It was, I mean, <laughs> the first for me um, in college, you know, where um, having that uh, option for adoration and, and understanding really what was happening. So um, just realizing for them that, you know, this is where you can come see the Lord in person. and um, But, you know, he's everywhere. Um, and even in that early on, we kind of could see that connection starting to be formed. So that's been really beautiful. And to watch them interact with our priests, because so we meet in the parish hall at uh, Sacred Heart. And so there's games and activities going on when students are arriving. And um, our priests are great. And uh, the the kids, the girls, you know, they interact with, with the priests and, you know, sometimes talk smack. And <laughs> when, when I was that age, you know, we... You don't do that to a priest, right? <laughs> They're up on this high mm-hmm. pedestal. Like you, you go to mass, you see them on mass, but you didn't really hang out with them much afterwards. They were, you mm-hmm. know, off doing God's work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, my first experience of like kind of seeing that, you know, priests are human too, uh, was in college and. When we hung out with our uh, Father Kaiser, was his, um, our priest at the time, and we were hanging out with him at the Newman Center and just seeing how real he was and just kind of like, oh, yeah, they're, they're people, too, and um, they have struggles, too. And so I think that's really important for our youth to see. Um, and so that's one thing I really enjoyed about uh, that, that, you know, workings into Mass. And um, we've had father speak at our youth groups before um especially on confession because it's so scary for for our youth that it for them they talk about um sometimes it makes them in, insecure and nervous and he walks them through it we did a, a a sample confession right so we took him into the confessional and, and this is how it works and just to make it more um real and and less scary for them mm-hmm. so um that's just one of the really great things that i've enjoyed about it as well yeah. so uh, you know, I think something you mentioned there, um, 
you know, growing up, we, you know, my family, we entered into kind of the regular rhythms of the church and were frequently, you know, whatever, doing things at, at, at events and things like that. But I think what's great about this group is the frequent contact with the church or, mm-hmm. like you said, with priests. And that's so important that, yeah, that you're showing that it is a normal thing to be doing this thing, that, you know, having normal contact with the priests in our parish or uh, being in the church and kind of, um, that kind of rubs off after a while. You need kind of need to have that frequent interaction, you know. Um, so you mentioned that someone um, was confirmed this last year. Mm-hmm. Is, so is your whole group going to be confirmed this year, or is it a majority or something like that? Or? So two girls were confirmed this last year because okay. um, we had two sophomores, mm-hmm. and the, um, we had three freshmen. So okay. hopefully they all come back um, yeah. because we told the, the two that got confirmed that, you know, we're still here. You know, it's it's not a graduation. There's, mm-hmm. there's still um, a lifelong learning to do i'm still learning and i'm you know 30 years 30 years old so you know keep coming back and we we would love to have you and so um our big focus you know is also going to help these these girls um prepare for their confirmation i mean i know that they get a separate confirmation class but just to kind of relate that in our youth group we intertwined it this last year we did a lot of focus on saints and how the confirmation process works um and you know choosing a saint name and the importance of it and um so to help them kind of start wrapping their their mind around that and not to just pick um a saint that's widely known you know mm-hmm. you know relate it to yourself this mm-hmm. is um something that's really important and so um i'm hoping that the they all come back uh it's kind of fluctuated over the years the first year we had about four girls um all freshmen um, excuse me seventh graders and then we had three of them come back as eighth graders and then we got um about four or five um seventh graders uh, we had eight one year and then covid hit and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um unfortunately some of the girls uh didn't come back and they just did it their religious ed through home mm-hmm. um so we've had consistently about five girls okay so okay well that's great yeah i was, I was going to ask about you know what are some things you do with you know prepare for confirmation but you, you answered that so yeah that's great <laughs> Morgan, we're going to have to let you go in a minute, but before we go, what words of encouragement would you offer to anyone who's listening and they're like, wow, that sounds awesome. I want to be more involved with the youth and walk with them, but I'm terrified and I don't know where to start. Like you've been through that process. Mm -hmm. So um, what would you say to those? Don't be afraid. Um, a lot of times they want you to have a co-leader anyway. Um, so you have somebody to lean on and not just your co-leader. I mean, we, throughout the year, we have meetings with the small group leaders and so we can share our, our joys and our struggles. And so you're not walking through this alone. Um, you know, you have the tools and resources. They're not just going to let you, you know, push you out the window and hope you can spread your wings. Good luck. (laughs) So, um, you're, you're not alone and it's a really good testament to, um, allow the Lord to work in your life and experience that growth and to um, embrace maybe something that the Holy Spirit wants to use you for. Um, every every meeting we open with prayer, even if it's just a game night or even if it's just a movie night, um, we, we teach them that and that prayer. And um, I always call upon the Holy Spirit when I enter into that prayer just to kind of help guide and like open our hearts and our minds to whatever the Lord wants to use out of the meetings. Well, thanks so much, Morgan. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a quick break. More Real Presence Live right after this. 